Welcome everyone. We're about to begin with Hashem Feedback and Insights Share number 89. Um, we're going to talk about how not to get stuck in comparison traps and how to love yourself truly um, so you avoid a lot of the agmas nefesh and a lot of the emotional pain that is caused by unrealistically comparing yourselves to others. Um, I heard a therapist once relate this interesting story. So the therapist, as a young person, was a woman therapist, and when she got married, they didn't have much money. Her husband had just gone through medical school. She was a nurse. And because they had very little money, her husband bought her a very small wedding ring. Nothing fancy and very small ring. And it meant everything to her. She felt very, very special about that ring. And it meant the world to her. Until one day at a party with her husband's colleagues, they had a party and one wife there started showing her ring to people. And then people were gravitating around her and then it became a little, uh, you know, group and everyone was comparing their wedding rings to one another. And she said that for the first time ever, and remember, I'm emphasizing this, the first time ever she felt and experienced all of a sudden a certain shame and a certain embarrassment about her small wedding ring. And up to that point, it never mattered to her. Up to that point, it, she never thought about it. She had a great marriage. She loved her husband. They couldn't afford it, so he got her a small ring. It meant nothing. There was no, it was no issue with it. It was triggered by, the, for the first time ever, when there was this comparing of rings made her feel uncomfortable, and then she, because of that, she felt a certain shame and embarrassment. And um, somehow that triggered it. Being among other women, comparing their rings, made her feel somewhat less or that there's something wrong with her. And this concept happens all the time in life. Uh, when we look at other people um, and we're made to feel inadequate, this is not just, it could be physical attributes of people being better looking than you, people being having more money than you or more uh, you know, taller or shorter than you usually taller than you, or even in Ruchnius, people having a bigger, better head or more chain or more success, and it makes you feel inadequate. And um, truth be told, it's usually, this therapist said when she uh, later went into couple, you know, couples went to her for therapy, the, the, the wedding rings that were smaller, uh, they had better marriages because they didn't invest their marriage into symbols. They invested their marriage into their actual marriage, into their actual relationship, more than the symbolic idea of a ring or jewelry. Now, of course, again, the Gemara talks about it, uh, especially Yom and Taivim. Your wife likes jewelry, give her jewelry. You could afford to give her beautiful jewelry, give her beautiful jewelry. And if you could afford it, and you could buy a bigger ring as a wedding ring, buy a bigger ring, whatever. That's not the point. The point, though, being is that the, the, the hyper-focus on possessions in a marriage and what you get and what you don't get physically detracts from working on the actual relationship itself and investing in that. And you see this also in women, the women that are overboard with their kinds of cosmetics, or they go through procedures, uh, those tummy tucks, those uh, breast adjustments, and so on and so forth. 
and you ask most of them why they went through those procedures, the, the answer is, for most of them, the idea came um, because of someone else they were comparing their bodies to, not because of themselves. And um, comparing, uh, you know, to, 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 advertising on, to advertising on television, comparing to a celebrity on TV, and um, it's not coming from a good place. It creates an empty feeling within you. And you need to ask yourself when you try to, you know, when you feel that you're comparing yourself to others, what, would, what are you afraid of if you stop trying to compare yourself to others? Uh, do you really need all that external stuff to make you happy? Do you really need, or do you really even need to yearn to be taller or shorter or better looking than you actually are to make you happy? And um, you have this movement, it, it's gaining some ground these days, called the minimalist movement, um, which means basically that you basically realize that a lot of that extra possessions that you have and a lot of extra of those responsibilities and those connections and the stuff in life actually removes yourself from the peacefulness that is within you and it creates tension very often and it creates emptiness very often and um it also the issue is also when you have a lot of stuff it sort of gives you a feeling of entitlement and especially when children are born into it where they get everything they want and they they, they grow up with a sense of entitlement and um you know and they they need to understand that in life, you don't always get what you want, and you can learn how to be happy with what you have. So the key really is, the idea behind all this, is to truly learn how to love yourself for real. If you love yourself for real, then you don't have these issues, or you could minimize having these these issues of, of falling into the comparison game and comparing yourself to others. You see very often, it's fascinating in the Torah that you have to understand the, the indispensability of every single soul. You even see, besides a Kayin being a Kayin and a Levi being a Levi and the Yisrael being the Yisrael, you see even, for example, within the Leviim themselves, they were assigned to various tasks, probably Api Ruach HaKadosh, that some Leviim were singing, had, or maybe because also connected with the Ruach HaKadosh, also because they had Beteva, a singing ability, or to perform instruments, musical, they were very musical, they were called the Mishayrim in the base of Migdash. And they sang the Shira or played music when the Shira was being done during the, the Karbanis and so on. And then you had the Shayarim, the other Levim that locked up the gates, opened the doors in the beginning of the day, closed the doors at the end of the day, and so on and so forth. And it says, interesting, that if you they switch it, there's a Chi of Misa there, which I found hard to understand because you don't really see Befewish in a Pusik. You find sometimes, yes, a Zara, you saw goes in and does the Avaida, that's severe, but a Levi itself that was assigned to be uh, uh, in music and ends up closing and opening the doors of the base of Migdash, or vice versa, it's, it, we don't understand exactly why it's so severe. But you see from here, though, the concept that the Tafkid, everyone has their Tafkid. You can't be jealous that you're 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 a, a mishayir instead of from the shayarim, or that you're a levi instead of a kayin, or that you're kayin instead of a levi, or that you were tall instead of short, or short instead of tall. And 
You need to love yourself. And the truth is, we talk about this a lot, uh, especially those of us in the culture, some of us have exposure to social media. And the, the fake social media that we have here is a tremendous bait to have comparison games. Um, and uh, it, it makes you feel worse and worse about yourself. And, um, you know, when you go online, you take a picture of yourself and then there's advertisements for filters that you create in your own image to change your image, to make yourself look really beautiful or really fit. And it's not you. And it's not you. So remember this concept. If you are always looking at what other people have on the outside, you'll never be content inside. So again, this is a thing that's Kedaita write down. If you are always looking at what other people have on the outside, you'll never be content inside. And, um, you know, if you get obsessed with the out social media or advertisements or even the culture overall, then that becomes a real and, and you don't have a center to base your own, uh, um, um, you know, purpose of what your soul is here for and you lose your grounding uh, by always worrying about what people think and what people are feeling instead of really just thinking about what you really need to do in life and how to bring out the best in yourself. The best person to compare yourself to is not somebody else. The best person to compare yourself to is your own potential your own potential of yourself that was not yet developed yet. You need to find that. You need to see that. You need to see that spark, that that you have in you, that holy spark. You need to see that in you, even if you're not yet behaving ideally according to that um, you know, aspiration of your soul, because you have a Yetzirah, you have some baggage, you have some interference, but ultimately you could tap into it. And realize, year, mashiach, year, these things that I'm not doing the right way right now is just layers of externality. And once I get through to the panemius of who I really, really am, then I could become the best of what Hashem wanted me to be. So therefore, the best thing to compare yourself to is not the God Hadar, although you can learn from him. Yes, you learn from Timi the Chacham, you follow in their ways, you learn for them, but but you need to also compare yourself to yourself. It's like when Rabbi Zushya said, you know, they're going to say, they're not going to ask me why I wasn't Moshe Rabbeinu, or why I wasn't, um, you know, the, this tzaddik or that tzaddik. They're going to say, why weren't you Rabbi Zushya? What you could have been in Rabbi Zushya. So the key is, is also for those people that are, um, have a pull towards social media, they really, really need to try to pull away. And, and you, you need to lower your role in those areas, and even if you have to deal with media, you minimize the role. And it's been proven, and there have been studies on it, that people who cut down and pulled away from social media, from the Instagrams and Twitters and all these things and notifications and all that, and shut their phones more often, and were not obsessed with their social media status and all that, they had lower rates of anxiety, lower rates of depression, 
when they were pulling away from social media. Now, when the studies I said, they didn't talk much about withdrawal symptoms. I'm sure there is some withdrawal when you're always connecting superficially with people and then you shut it down cold turkey or even if you just minimize it to a great extent you'll feel a withdrawal meaning you feel the need to connect and and you feel a little lonely from it but after a while though you'll realize that your your anxiety level will go down and your your jealousy overall will go down when you're not comparing to uh, yourself to other people in social media and the key is another side is to assess your true inner self, like we just said, to know yourself, all your trueness, like it's brought down, all, we said this many times, that just like there's a chiv to know your chesreinus, to know your faults, it's an equal chiv to know your milus, and how you could become great, and how you could grow. Another idea also that helps very, very much to avoid kinah, and to avoid unhealthy comparisons, and jealousies overall, is to practice gratitude. To practice Hakara Satayv. When you practice Hakara Satayv, then something that looked like nothing to you or something very small to you becomes something very big. It's, it, 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 you focus on it and you, it becomes a beautiful thing and more and more and more. You know, we take it for granted sometimes. But what Rabbi Migdal Miller used to talk about, I did this meditation once in a while and it's could I do this meditation? Think about how water they used to take from the well, and sometimes it wasn't even healthy to drink it straight from the well because it may have been diseased or with bacteria or whatever. They used to boil it until you're finally able to drink it after a while. And here with our filters and our phone and our, and our sinks, for the most part, we just turn on the spigot and we could drink as much water as we need or as we want. And we don't think about it, but, you know, that type of thing, when you think about it, and so what that, so you're going to say, oh, big deal. The whole world has that. Yeah, but I have that. I personally, Hashem sent that water to me through that sink for me to enjoy that water. You think it along the lines that way, then a lot of that kinna goes away. A lot of that um, ill feelings, that emptiness, uh, that that's feeling, that goes goes away. And that's really an, uh, the real, true, healthy anecdote to fight against kinna, jealousy, to fight against uh, feeling bad when other people are succeeding or you think they're better than you, is to practice hakaras hataiv, practice gratefulness. You know, like we talked about before, if you have a two-bedroom apartment and you really need a three-four and you can't afford it, but instead of being jealous of that, you ask Hashem for it, and you also ask Hashem in the meantime to help you have sipaka nefesh in the apartment that you do have, you have Baruch Hashem a roof over your head and your kids are healthy and well and you have enough food uh, to feed your family and all of that creates a feeling of Akar Satayv that diminishes that ill feeling that people have when they're jealous of each other or compare ourselves to each other. So that's a very, very important thing and it's a very important insight overall in Shalom Bayis too, uh, although we didn't touch upon it that much in this particular shir. But that's the same idea. You're always comparing your husband to somebody else, your wife to somebody else. You're comparing some of your children to other kids, other people's children, and that creates an ill will between yourself and your own children. And for what? For what reason? Everyone has their trunas. Everyone has their milas. It says, Don't judge your friend until you reach his place. 
in a negative way, but the truth is it works the other way around too, where you cannot judge him because you don't realize what his greatness is. There's certain greatnesses that are there, unique to every individual. Like we said, or Tzaddik said it many, many times, that every Yid, every single Jew, is a letter of the Sefer Torah, or part of a letter of the Sefer Torah, what, without that letter, the Sefer Torah would be puzzle. You need every Yid for that. Um, for a simple Pasha Yid, what we call Pasha Yid, there's really no such thing as a Pasha Yid, but only he could accomplish something that the biggest Tzaddik in the Goladar cannot accomplish. Some of the, uh, every one of us needs to realize this. Chaim Kinevsky, Zeichet Tzaddik Lavracha, was a the Godel, a tremendous Godel in our generation, um, unique, unique, and special, and high, and held up the generation in many, many ways. And um, But the bottom line is, is that we have tchunas that Ruchayim can't, can't have. We have things in Tyra that, that only we could do what Hashem wants from us every single yid. It's sort of a paradox. It's hard to understand this because there are levels in Klai There's different levels in Klai And of course, we need to respect the, the G'dayla Yisrael. And like we have a four minim in the Lulav, we know that Esri is the most superior. It has a Tam, it has a Reach. All this is true. But you need to appreciate every single aspect and every single person and if you're an Arava there's some beauty to an Arava and that's your function and you have a certain Mila that even the Esrik doesn't have as the Mepharshim talk about so the key behind this feedback really is is to remove yourself from getting stuck into comparing and with others which creates a tremendous Agmas Nefesh and confusion remember sometimes what's Ma'arit you see the story all the way from the beginning where this lady because she couldn't afford it, got a small wedding ring, and she was the happiest married woman on earth. She was so happy with her husband. She was so happy with her life. And she loved her ring, because she loved her husband who gave it to her. And it was only, and for the first time ever, because of a matziv of them comparing rings, it was the first time ever she felt a certain shame and embarrassment. But it's misplaced shame and embarrassment. She hopped it herself. What, in the scheme of things, how does this, what does this really matter? I have a relationship with my husband. He loves me. I have a small ring because, you know, we couldn't afford it. And it means everything. She didn't even want that larger ring. Now, of course, that doesn't mean someone, Baruch Hashem, couldn't afford something and now could afford it. And I want a little more jewelry. That's beautiful. That's not the point. We're not saying don't have jewelry or settle for less or or happy, happy with your two-bedroom apartment and and, and and of course you could dive in for more. There's nothing wrong with asking for more, as long as it's of course done in an ehrlich way. But the idea though being is, is not to be so attached to possessions, not to be so attached to images, and really truly value yourself. And that removes a tremendous amount of kinna and of ill will by the fact that you value yourself and you value your true trunas hanefesh and that you're special, the whole world was created for, for you, and there's no reason to compare yourself to others. You have your own unique shlichus in this world to fulfill, and that should remove any type of taiva, or any type of gaiva. If I'm a Rebbe and I'm a mashpia and I only have 15 people in my class, and I'm jealous of another Rosh Hashiva or Rebbe that has 150 people giving a share, 
That's not, that's not what it's all about. Hashem created me. He wants me to fulfill this tafkid the way I am right now. And I'm going to embrace it and I'm going to enjoy it. And what Hashem does is when you finally do that, Hashem is marchiv and shows you the tremendous bracha that you have within your dalat amas. Where you don't feel constraint, but you feel an openness and a freedom and, and, a, and, a, and a happiness for your own life by practicing that gratitude that we talked about, which will remove all of the unhealthy jealousies in our lives. Hatzlochem bracha.